I'm William E. Davis. I play the cigarette smoking man, and you're listening to Intro to X. Special guest, Ooh. introduce yourself. Special guest. She's a she's a uh, uh, the only uh, guest we have that has a Disney song named after her. I'm going to say again. <laughs> it's Evangeline. Yay! Yay. Welcome. <laughs> I couldn't think of a name quick enough. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm glad to be back. Sorry, oh. Ill- illness means that I can't talk very well. But yeah, I'm glad to be back. She's, she's got the something. black oil. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Claire, <laughs> for the red and the black this ep- week's episode, what predictions did you have? Okay, so well, the picture was a boy, a small, a small boy in a in a woolly hat standing outside a log cabin, and I was like, oh, <laughs> and I think he's wearing a scarf, and I was like, oh, that kind of reminds me of the snowman, but maybe it was because I watched, I just finished watching a certain film. Uh, so I thought, <laughs> so I thought maybe it's going to be about a boy and his magical snowman friend, and the red was going to be the scarf that he put around the snowman, and the black was going to be the the black coal eyes of the snowman, and they were gonna have a friendship, and at the end the snowman was gonna melt, and it was gonna be very sad. Mulder and Scully were gonna investigate. I'm not sure. <laughs> they were gonna be thrown in there somehow. I'm not sure what that had to do with the first part of the two part episode. Well, clearly Scully Scully is abducted to uh, uh, Snow Peak Mountain, and. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, we want to know where all the snow from the ski lodge went, clearly. (laughs) Which is Um, now a national park and not a ski resort. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Brad, what was on TV this week? Guys, uh, you were in for some real treats if you didn't want to watch X-Files. You could watch the Buffy episode, Go Fish. Ooh, that's the one with... um, Speedos. Yeah, shirtless Xander. (laughs) But really, the question we're all wondering about, what was happening on The Pretender? A little show about a guy that's so super smart, he's able to pretend to have other jobs. (laughs) Uh, I will never get tired of that. (laughs) (laughs) It's the greatest concept ever. Like, I just want to, I wish I could have been in the pitch meeting. (laughs) I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. Oh my God. Yeah. So bizarre. Uh, This is uh, the episode Bulletproof. Jared becomes a SWAT officer (laughs) (laughs) and tries to find a lieutenant's killer. What? (laughs) Sydney is. There's always a killer in this show. Sydney is reconnected with a woman he was once in love with and the son he never knew he had. Whoa! Whoa! (laughs) 
lot of twists and turns in this <laughs> Seriously. x wishes it had this many twists and turns. And they're all in the plot synopsis. Like, <laughs> they're not even twists if they're in the synopsis. <laughs> I think The Pretender is just a TV show based on the life and times of uh, the uh, mustachioed man in the X-Files. Yes. <laughs> and, all, and all the roles that he's played. <laughs> that would be great. And times we've seen him on X-Files, it was like crossover episodes. <laughs> well, well, he, he was on the SWAT team in Pusher. Exactly. <laughs> he was. Has Jared ever pretended to be a uh, member of the press? He must have. Really? Who's like, oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> How does he get into these jobs? Is he like clunking somebody in the head, stealing their outfit or something? Like, yeah, how does it happen? Interview. He's just great at pretending, Brad. You've got to plan your pretend. You've got to. He's got to be like yeah, stealing. You miscalculate a pretend. Oh it's, boy, yeah, that's, that's trouble. <laughs> he's got to be like stealing identities and like, <laughs> I, because I, he can't just like, oh yeah, uh, I'm a SWAT team member. It's me, Jared. The- <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he always uses the name Jared as well. <laughs> no, I... Like, that would be hilarious. But he has, like, one fake name that he uses over and over again, to the point where you're like, well, why wouldn't they just start ch- checking for that name? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's definitely a running joke name. I can't yes, when they start watching that show. Mm. Um, I have no memories for this episode. Uh, yeah. It's because so. you got hypnotized. Because I was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yep. Tammy, there's something we can do to help you get those memories back. Tammy. <laughs> Please don't. I'm so scared. <laughs> oh my god. Rather... <laughs> um, sorry. Okay, so 60 second summary. Yes. I know. Oh, not me, yeah. not me, not me. So I, all of us, I think, are thinking not all me, not of, me. All of our names it's, are here. It's always against me. I wish we had 20 people on this episode. Then maybe know, we would have... <laughs> One less person on that grenade. I know. <laughs> I'm like trying to read the summary like right now and I'm just like I don't remember this stuff. Good luck. Think of all the things that happen, all the shocking revelations, uh the amazing character arcs, uh uh the resetting of the plot, uh uh, you have 60 seconds to summarize as much of this plot as humanly possible without going over are unfortunately under because then uh, you would be a chump and that would be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're recording this on the Winter Solstice. Tam is hoping for a Winter Solstice miracle right now. <laughs> you to remember season. anything? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. And you will be going in three, two, one and a half. <laughs> Damn you! Go. <laughs> there was this little boy, and he was um, walking up this snow mountain, and there was some kind of voiceover. I don't even know what happened. He grabbed an envelope. He's like, "Hey, Mister, I'm gonna go deliver your letter for you to the yeah." And then he was off. And then we don't see the little boy until the very end of the episode. Um, there's some stuff in the middle where you got uh, Scully not remembering what happened. Maybe she was purposely blocking it out because it was kind of crazy what happened. There was a UFO and it took Cassandra right out of her little wheelchair and it <laughs> went to the heavens. I don't know what's going on. 
they, um, oh, but then she does go to a hypnotist, which is the dumbest thing ever. And uh, we see what it's like for Scully to have sex. So that's interesting. <laughs> um, Spencer <laughs> is in it. He is, again, telling people to stay away from his mother. But then, hey, can you help me find my mother? Uh, and then he gets the letter at the end and it comes from the cigarette smoking man. And that's all I got. 58.9 seconds. Yeah, oh well. well <laughs> Whatever. She just laid got, the table. I know the black oil that like we saw 500 times and then finally then, oh, it worked now. <laughs> <laughs> you got the main points. Well. <laughs> oh, thank you. Evangeline, you got some fun facts for us? Oh, I'm, I'm not sure about fun, but yeah. I've got some facts. <laughs> um, close, no, close. Yeah, I've got a few. <laughs> So you know how it starts with a snowy scene and uh, the young boy walking up to the cabin, blah, blah, blah. Well, apparently um, that was um, shot in uh, Vancouver. <laughs> and whilst they were shooting it, apparently Brian Thompson, the guy who plays the alien bounty hunter, um, stopped by to visit the set. Um, but not only was did he stop by, he was also snowboarding. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he just like stopped by on his snowboard. And I just I don't understand why all the bad guys in X Files are, in, are into sports. Because <laughs> we've got CSM who loves um, water yeah. skiing, and now the alien bounty hunter snowboarding. And yeah, they I, need like their own show. Yeah, uh, just all about sports. Yeah. I, yeah, that's yeah. the episode I want to see. We've seen him go past in the background. Just like as the, as he's handing this letter over, and you just see alien bounty hunters <laughs> go past, going wee. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so oh. great. Um, yeah, so um, so also in the opening shot, you see um, a letter being typed. Um, it's all very mysterious. Um, but apparently, it took them a whole day to shoot that typewriter. What? <laughs> they lost the whole day shooting, trying to get uh, a close-up shot of the, uh, the letters being typed and um, on a tight shot of the page. Mm. And, and apparently, it was one of the most difficult things they had to do. I mean, this is this is an episode where they have had to rebuild a bridge, but apparently, typing uh, shooting a typewriter was much harder. How? Um, like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe they need a special sort of camera or something. I don't know. Um, me, I felt like they spent so much time on that time. Yeah. I was Chris like, Carter, yeah. this episode. Uh, uh, these are my words. My yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Read that uh, <laughs> And also, the uh, messenger boy um, was played by Jack Finn, who was the son of one of the producers called J.P. Finn. Um, and the episode was supposed to be directed to derive by uh, Rob Bowman um, but he was called away to do reshoots for the movie so in the end uh, it went to Chris Carter um, who also wrote the episode so I'm sure he uh, was very happy about that um, yeah I've got a few more do you want me to give, th- give you them now or yeah. I wait till we start talking about it and then just dip in with some crazy facts oh no god but, um, <laughs> apparently so the Russian ship that um, uh, Krychek sails in on um, was named after two of Chris Carter's as childhood friends, Yay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and apparently he he thought it was a really nice thing to do because, and I quote, "I uh, from Chris Carter, mostly I made my friends dead people on the X Files, so naming them a ship was a nice chance to do something other than that." <laughs> so, <laughs> a dead some... person or ship? I don't know which is better, really. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I've got a few more, but I'll sh- I shall slip them in later as we go. Ooh, wow! Nice. Yeah. Saucy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you know, old old Chris Carter. He made a pick with that TV show. He's really doing well now. 
Ah, uh, oh, he gave <laughs> me the, the name of a boat. Oh, um, Brad, you, you are not far off. Apparently they did actually ring him up and were like, um, did you name a ship after us? <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Just, you Cheers. know, sent, I don't know, a certificate or something. I, really well for yourself, us back in the old neighborhood, you know, we're not, uh, I mean... Thanks, I guess. Uh, I'm a boat. Uh, oh, I saw you made Joey a uh, dead guy. That's, good. That's nice. Uh, you get my yeah. Christmas card? F. Well, apparently you haven't spoken to them for 20 years, so it's a bit weird. Like, why did you just ring the guy instead of naming yeah, a boat? Instead of reaching out by naming a boat after them in your show. He rang and he just didn't answer. <laughs> oh, no. That's so sad. This is calling. Tell him, like, I don't have time. It's going to be long and rambling. He's going to monologue. Oh, no. Yeah, I just want to let you know that the, the, the darkness of the night uh, with in each of us, if you realize, if you take notice and realize that the true, uh, the obsequence of the moment, there be, <laughs> therefore, uh, dark well springs thereof. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> also, just to let you know that um, some of the facts that I'm getting are coming out of the, the complete X Files book oh. uh, behind the series, The Mist of the Movies. And I'm. It usually never leaves my highest shelf because it's a prized possession. But I'm currently sat with it. I'm sat cross-legged with this giant book in my hands. Um, what the? So red? yeah, if you need an image of me, that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Does the book tell you what the red part of the red and the black is? Oh, oh yes, other. Facts. Is it the little kid's hair? Because he's very ginger. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That was the only thing I worked out that it could be. I was like, Ooh, kids. It could ginger, be. Um, the carbonized scotch bodies that are cooked all the way through <laughs> red and black um it's there's a couple of theories one of them which i find quite funny um is that it could be named after a blue uh, oyster cult uh, song called the red and the black which i had listened to earlier and i shall post on the facebook group um which i don't think it was named after that or it was named after a book by someone called Stendhal, uh, an old book called The Red and the Black. Uh, I think it's a French novel set in Napoleon, uh, Napoleonic times. Um, but I have no idea what that novel is about. Um, so, as usual, the Chris Carter, it's just an obscure reference that we're all supposed to get, I think. Um, or it, but, he doesn't yeah. get there. <laughs> he, just, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he just thought it would be a fun name. <laughs> yeah, I quite like it. I think if I was in a band, I'd call it that. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, let's discuss this episode. Let's crack it open here. So, we well, open with... We, yeah, go ahead. No, like, I was happy already at the start because Love when the we see this little kid walking up, I was like, yeah, oh, he looks like he's escaped from the Newsies. He's like, <laughs> yeah. post, post your letter, mister. <laughs> oh, that is what I felt like as well. <laughs> yeah. So, the letter we see uh, being typed is, Dear son, I hope this letter finds you well. I get reports of you from time. I know these letters come as a surprise. You must wonder about me. Um, I, rem I remind myself of a Navajo story. Whoa, boy. <laughs> the gods come to their father seeking magic and weapons to eliminate the monsters of the world. My hope is the same for you and that we might reconcile the difference between us, your loving father. My hope is the same for you that, what, twin sons looking... Wait, what? So... <laughs> 
My first note, apart from little kids escape from the newsies, was, oh, George's Bender's father. <laughs> that was my first note. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, like, otherwise, this, if, if it didn't matter if we knew who this was, then it would be in a voiceover, mm-hmm. as, you know, as often is the case when things open. So I was like, so we're not supposed to guess who this is. It's going to be George. And it's like, it could be Mulder, but there's no way they're going to do the Mulder thing now because, like, obviously, as Robin previously said, a lot of fans were theorising that, that uh, George was, was Mulder's father so I was like it's not going to be that but we've got this new character it's going to be Spender and on IMDB like it's always said that uh, Smoke Cigarette Smoking Man slash Spender oh does it? I didn't even know that was his name oh okay well because he does play I mean you know he played both characters that dude yeah so um I do. Well, it's weird because also he. It, it, so, son of George is young George. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's weird. I, love, I think that's great because then it makes it really clear. Like, obviously, that's his son. They look exactly alike because they're the same person. It's yeah. really about time travel. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, but I did like that in the line twin war gods come to their father because I'm like, oh, it's Mulder and Spender are both his sons. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah Seeking magic and what? Weapons. But that letter still makes no sense. Like, maybe we'll find out there's a secret code in there. Uh, but, like, I I remind myself of a Navajo story. Twin war gods come to their father seeking magic and weapons to eliminate the monsters of the world. So that's the Navajo story. My hope story. is the same for you. Yeah, that he'll come to them. Till he'll come to him. I, that's so weirdly worded. Yeah. So he's that's he's why he didn't sell any son. stories, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's why George is a failed writer. His sons will yeah. come to him because well, I have a feeling that Spender got his letter, and then at the end we see one a letter returned to <clears throat> Smoking Man. I think that was Mulder's letter. I think he sent it to both of them. Mm. Oh no, I think that was oh. Spender's letter. I don't know because he took his letter and like put it in his pocket and everything. So I yeah, just, but he lo- he looked really he looked very disinterested. But he yeah, he was like mm. everything in the. That's what his face is. That's like, just his That's why he's the face. best. I love Spinner. Like, <laughs> I know, I love him. <laughs> I know. Spinner and Scully. That should be the show. Spinner, Scully, and Stingray. Yes! Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, yes, and the little boy. Federal Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> Not of imagination? <laughs> boy, oh boy. This is really above my pay grade. Thanks, mister. <laughs> and then, uh, via the trans script um not thanks to netflix apparently the tagline says resist or surf <laughs> yeah resist it, or does, surf. it does yes oh okay well good <laughs> good to know where's, where's our, as, as you've obviously heard at the start of this episode we may or may not have received an alternate theme from chris i don't know if we did or not mm. If we I didn't, know. Chris, get on it. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I think Chris has also been sick if I saw something on Twitter. So, <laughs> all yeah, he got, he got it from Stay away from me. <laughs> I don't get <laughs> um, Yeah, Resist or Service is also the name of the first PlayStation 2 X-Files game. <laughs> it's X-Files oh. Resist or Serve. So, I know a lot of people have that game, but I have no idea if it's any good or not. But, yeah, so, it's kind of cool. Get to shoot Mulder. No, just funny. <laughs> Get to get a robot arm playing as Crycheck. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> there could be amazing things in there. I don't I know. Mulder jump off a cliff over and over again. 
<laughs> losing the game. Oh no, I'm winning. <laughs> if I remember rightly from what someone might have told me, um, I think you actually don't even play Mulder and Scully. You play like another agent. Oh, I think so. didn't um, Robin mention that before? It's like Craig something because yeah. there was another agent called Craig something in the show previously, and Robin said that he actually is the character in the game. Oh, All right, yeah, that could be it. I can't yeah. remember what episode it was. I just remember vaguely. Are they just happen to have the same name, but he wasn't supposed to be the same character? But yeah, it was something like that. Not like trying to connect dots and <laughs> like form like smoke patterns out of the water or something. I don't know. But but wouldn't you, if you watch Chris Carter shows and everything really did mean something to Chris Carter, wouldn't you just assume that this all just meant the same? Yeah, but I would just assume it's like it's like somebody that Chris Carter went to kindergarten with. <laughs> <laughs> second grade teacher or something alright uh, so we are in the we are at the Ruskin Dam in Pennsylvania and the choppers are flying over and we see all the burnt bodies and we definitely see the uh, burnt body of Quiet Willie yeah. I got upset for a minute because for a second I thought that was Skinner and I was like <gasps> and then I was like oh no it's Quiet Willie oh who cares <laughs> but for a minute I was like oh no Skinner he will be quiet forever more. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, so. as someone put in the Facebook group, he's no longer Chilly Willy. <laughs> Crunchy Willy. Ew. Crunchy. Ooh. Um, we see Mulder walking around. He goes to a body bag that kind of looks like it could be Scully because of the hair. Um, and then Skinner comes over and is like, hey, she's with the medics. Get over here. What are you doing? Where, what are you, where are you going? What's going on? <laughs> and uh, like, oh, dumb she's thing. alive? It's, it's such a good fake out because, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's, prob- that's probably, uh, that's probably uh, um, Mish Pluggy's wife. <laughs> it does look like Scully. Get away from her. <laughs> she's so, mine. Because it's like we go in like, oh, is that really going to be her? And they're like, putting her body bag, but we don't see. It's like, hey, she's over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> TV show. <laughs> what kind of games are you pulling? Um, she is in shock. She does have some burns on her. And so they're flying her to a hospital, which I'm like, oh, good. Well, that's good. <laughs> they're going to take her to a hospital. That's where she should go. And um, Spender is also there. Is he there? Or... Yeah, mm-hmm. he's there. And he's like, oh, yeah, can I talk to you? And he's looking for his mother, obviously. <laughs> he's always he looking knows, for his mother. And he just knows that Mulder and Scully cannot leave his mother yeah, alone. So clearly. he knows well, no, where he's, to go. He's, he's like, where's my mother? But leave her alone. Where is she? Yeah. Leave her alone. Like, well, not, if I knew where she was, then it means I can't leave her alone. Like, tell me which one. I just uh, think how they always look at him, like, so confused at his anger. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's because he's told you to leave his mother alone, like, five times now. Yeah. And Still just he keeps like wandering in, like his mother's like in a wacky situation, and there you guys are. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it! (laughs) Listen, she is like got mental issues, and you guys are making it worse. And now, uh, you know, Skinner also sees Spender and he's like, hey, uh, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> so I think Spender's also a little embarrassed, like, oh, God. Oh, <sighs> so uh, you got that going on. Mm-hmm. And it cuts. The, the scene's kind of like 
via the transcript at least cut to the next scene before the next scene starts i don't know what's going on with the transcript this episode it's like mm. oh at the end of that scene we cut to a medical room and then the next scene is the medical room and i'm like no oh. i think that's just the start of the next scene uh, <laughs> the script i am not sure what's going on you're kind of throwing me off here <laughs> um we have to talk about this doctor oh uh, um crazy hair mcgee <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Like, like doctor, yeah, I got don't these know. crazy eyes, crazy hair, like all fancies. Like, what? What other kind of stuff is she doing for these repo syndicate dudes? <laughs> because yeah, she'll I'm, say she's she's from Lucky Races. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh bonkers. Like, she, she looks like a mad scientist. Yeah, she does. Yeah, it might be. <clears throat> it might be a mad. Oh yeah, I know. I saw her, but I, I, mean, don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, and the, the creepy windows that they're staring down through. Yes. Oh, oh so I love weird. that shot where they're all staring down. Yeah. It's really good, but it's so weird. There. I can. <laughs> <laughs> so high up. Is there black oil in her eye? I can't tell. <laughs> Maybe we should just get a video camera. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, uh, Cobra Kai's lying there while manicured man is okay. down there. I got a question. Why did the black oil affect Cobra Kai like this? Because, like, I thought it just took people over, but why does it put her in a coma? I didn't know that, or maybe the guy had put her in a coma. Like, maybe he attacked her and then Oh, maybe, yeah. I mean, you, we, yes. we don't know, because we did But I don't get how that benefits the black oil, you know, because surely the black oil wants to, I don't know, get away and cause mischief. They might have put her in, into a medically induced coma so that they could oh, that's experiment true. Yeah. I just want to see the scene where they snatched her up because like, I, I'm much more interested in how they did that. Because if you can easily like sedate somebody that's got the black oil in them, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I get, yeah, you, you still got a person that's got black oil trapped in them and you have to keep them in a coma, but I don't know. I feel like if we're looking for solutions to this black oil issue, here's one right here. Keep doing what you're doing. And why don't we, like, you know, start doing experiments on Mulder and Krychek, who both had the black oil in them, survived, and seem to be doing well. No, you know, like, didn't happen. Never happened. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Neither of them. Neither no, of them no, happened. Nope, nope. I'm a bit gutted, though, because I kind of wanted to see evil black oil possessed Cobra Kai. I thought that would be awesome. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we don't get to see it. It's like, oh. Yeah. Well, you, you, yeah, and it's weird because the black oil seems to want to escape some people, and that's why they gotta sew everything up. And other people, it just kind of floats around in their eyeballs and possesses them. So I, yeah. I really do not understand the black oil. And apparently, two of our um, head people, Crycheck and Mulder, doesn't affect him at all. Yeah. So no clue. Well, it's it's large. Crycheck's too awesome. Yeah. You know, black oil. It's yeah. It, it can enter eyes. It's it's largely affected by plot conveniences. So oh, it's oh, that's well, why that it's, it's a major sense. limitation. <laughs> yeah. I always thought that maybe Crycheck just uh, used the vaccine that the Russians developed, so he's just he cried it out. Remember, it <laughs> came out of his eyes. Oh yeah, he cried it out, and then yeah. Oh, Crycheck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd almost forgotten about that one. He showed his vulnerable side, and it happened. <laughs> he watched a he watched a sad movie and <laughs> cried it out. Um, so then we're at D- in DC, and Scully is coming too, and she's like, "Where the hell am I? What's going on?" <laughs> and Mulder, I don't know. Like his reaction is just weird to me. Yeah, because he's like, because <laughs> he starts laughing and. 
even she's like, why are you laughing? It's so fucking weird. Like, there's, okay, you don't remember what's happened. You wake up in a hospital and there's your friend just laughing at you. Hey, hey, good to see you. I'm glad you're awake. You don't remember what happened? You see on TV all those people burned to death? Al, you all right, slugger? And someone should really change the channel on that television. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. That was my other note. Why are this news in her, in her room? God. Seriously. And also, like, the first thing Mulder does is, like, start elevating the bed. And I, even before he got told off for that, I was like, she's just, like, come out of being, like, don't elevate her straight away. Check with a doctor. And then the doctor's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> don't be elevated. That made me laugh so hard. I, honestly, like, I, I meant to go back and check that because I was like, oh, well, surely, surely she elevated elevated the bed. I didn't just see him like go up and start like moving her bed oh, yeah, around like is. a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is this is what happens in all TV shows. So he immediately starts asking her, so what happened? What and I hate when they do that. I'm like like even when they're like investigating crimes on TV shows, I'm like, let the person like see their doctor first before you start mm. grilling them with questions. Yeah. That's always how it happens. Yeah. The person will be in a coma and they'll just be like, it's fine. I still have my questions to ask. Exactly. Like in a coma. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically what happened here. He wants to know immediately what happened, and then Spender's like hanging out in the hallway or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. It's yeah. like a. And Mulder gives a weird thumbs up when he leaves college. (laughs) Such a fucking weirdo. He is just a creepy guy. He really is. Well, the way he was kind of like, um, yeah, something terrible has happened to you. Oh, you don't know what it is? Okay, bye. (laughs) And then just like the newsreel footage, like playing on the TV. (laughs) You can't just like drop that news to someone and then leave. Yeah. I suppose he was was kicked out, so I don't know. tried to kill her by elevating her on the bed. <laughs> Calm down, Mulder. And then, uh, yeah, so Spender's there to ask what happened uh, to his mom, and he's like, uh, my mom's a cripple, so obviously she didn't just get up and... I was like, whoa, whoa Spender, whoa, like, my mom's a cripple. I was like, no, you, you go, like, my mom's paralyzed, or something <laughs> like that, a bit more PC about your mom. Then. Look, my mom's a full-on crip, okay? <laughs> Listen, that filthy crip wasn't gonna stop. We on our way to fucking the bridge. That's not how it works. She probably couldn't get out of her crippled, stupid clinic. There's no way. I was like, whoa. Oh, oh, I love how like upset he gets about the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm like, um, it sounds like you care more about the wheelchair than your mother. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it was like motorized and everything. It was like, do you know how much this cost me? <laughs> yeah. I don't earn much working for the FBI, damn it. <laughs> I actually it was know a- how the wheelchair ended up so far away, though, because no. his mom got taken up by the, the yes. spaceship. I, th- I and, like, think um... the wheelchair to the side. Somebody's like, I'm I- a quick getaway. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I think it just um just like got lost at the, very- at the top of a uh, big hill and it just traveled. <laughs> along I would way. love it if the UFO sucked sucked her up in the wheelchair <laughs> and then flew away a bit and then spat the wheelchair out like. <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> that that is, 
so then we're on the uh, ship with the well manicured man and Crycheck and oh he's pouring water over Crycheck. Yes. I was like in my notes I put yes pour more water over Crycheck. <laughs> do it and then I drew a little heart. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and Krychek is still trying to like wheel and deal, and I'm like, do you know you're you're tied up, right? Like, <laughs> here's a question though. I I honestly, and I said this to Mel earlier because I was speaking to her. I honestly don't remember Krychek getting captured last week in last week's episode. I was like, did he, did he get captured? Like, why why is he suddenly chained up? Like, I honestly don't remember that. Yeah, it was when um he went to go look for the boy after uh Cobra Kai took him. And he turned around and... Oh, yeah. How did your manager man overpower him? I I think it's because he had the gun. That's my guess. Oh, fair enough. Two hands and a gun. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, what, Crycheck? This is why you need to get an awesome robot arm. Because then you wouldn't have been overpowered. I want to see the scene where um, well manicured man accidentally um, puts the handcuffs on his fake hand. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, you do realise I can just like detach myself from this hand, right? <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks in and there's just it's like, oh, I'm sorry, oh, my bad. <laughs> we also uh, find out that at this point, Crycheck is really pissed at Cobra Kai and does not care if she dies or not. Mm. <laughs> He's just like, what yeah, what's going on? They last time we saw them together, they ran off holding hands. What's happened? Oh, well, their, rela- their relationship is the greatest. Yeah, she oh. double crossed him. And oh so, okay. yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess that changes things. Whether the you would stuff... think he would admire that in a woman. That's all he does is double cross people. <laughs> I care so so much about their alliance, like more than Mulder and Crycheck. I care about <laughs> Marita and Crycheck. <laughs> Are they gonna be okay, guys? I'm kind of worried. Are they okay? <laughs> <laughs> um. So. And I do like that well manicured man says, You've already basically told me everything I needed to know. And it was like <laughs> Oh yeah. I'm still like, why is there like this thing about like the vaccine? Like they cured Mulder. They have to know that Mulder was cured of this black oil. No, I think it like seriously, I think the show has forgotten that that ever happened. Like yeah, I, I think know. they have. Because we never saw him get cured. He just escaped oh. from the place. We never saw anything happen with it. I mean yeah. in the crycheck had they gotta know crycheck was cured. Like I if no, you crycheck crycheck like the, the I think because crycheck like cried the black oil out, but I think that was the black oil like leaving crycheck Uh-oh. to go into the ship because he was do you remember he was on the ship like, or, or like on the outside of the ship so I think that was it but there's no explanation for why Mulder's cured like at all no this yeah. is why I think that Mulder is still possessed by the black <laughs> oil and everything he's doing is black oil Mulder and it's going to be the seasons and seasons and then they'll go twist yeah I mean, Josie could Joe watched it this episode with me too and she just kept going she goes well here goes fake Mulder again she does not believe that this is the real Mulder at all <laughs> it's gonna, next time he dies he's gonna they're gonna find him and be like what are you talking about I've been in like a Russian gulag all this time. <laughs> you think I just got out of Russian gulag? Those are really hard to get out of. <laughs> Look, this isn't the Muppets most wanted, you know. This is X Files. <laughs> yeah. Like Kermit the Frog had a harder time getting out of the gulag. Than <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I need to go rewatch that movie. Okay. Yes. So good. Um, I'd love it if when he escaped from the gulag, there's like the, you know, Mulder's running away and the guards are getting distracted by Jermaine Clement singing, working in a coal mine. <laughs> <laughs> like in the Muppets. Oh, that would be beautiful. Um, so basically, they really just, they know that Krychek has the vaccine and they just want the vaccine. So they don't need the boy anymore. They don't care about the boy. They just want the vaccine. What if he's got the syringe of the vaccine hidden in his robot arm? Could be. Oh. He's got like a little mini. Yeah, it's like, like it's actually a slow <laughs> arm. He just sticks like it's he's, a got he's got a mini fridge. There for later. <laughs> he's got little mini mini booze. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the next scene is the Y Camp Air Force Base, where basically a UFO like. <laughs> explodes i don't even know yeah, like lance explodes then you have all the military guys out there and then the two faceless men like oh oh <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think anyone would notice <laughs> yeah for being faceless i thought they had a lot of expression to them <laughs> yeah. they're like ah we've been caught like the one guy so creepy though the faceless yes. men it's like yeah. oh yeah yeah. <laughs> I got so I got so many questions about these dudes. Faceless we'll, men. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Alright. Um oh. so we're back in Scully's hospital room. Oh, I lied at the beginning. I guess there's a lot of hospital rooms I can mm. drag you guys to. Mm. Um so- <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Scully basically says, I don't know what happened. I can't remember anything. I don't even know how I got to this damn area because I didn't know. <laughs> like, I don't even know where it is. So how did I even get there? And Mulder's like, oh, well, clearly, uh, you know, I-, I found more implants. And-, and you know what that means? That means that the government's putting these implants in people to yeah. make them go to places. Like, my, I- exact, my exact note at this point was Mulder's still banging on about the government. And then I put a sad face. <laughs> like, the the thing is, like, he's given up this alien thing, and now he believes oh, yeah. it's all the government. But, like, the things that are crazy, like, like the, the chips making you go places, which, yes, does turn out to be reality, uh, but, like, those are the crazier things. Those are the parts he's fine with. It's just aliens yep. versus government. That's the, that's the issue. Yeah. So, um, and I do like that Scully kind of calls him out on it, too. She's just like, yeah. when I first met you, you were all about your sister being abducted by aliens. And it was so deep in you that nothing else seemed to matter. And now, you know, she's like, I didn't believe you, but I followed you on nothing more than your faith that the truth was out there. Based not Mm -hmm. on facts, not on science, but your memories that your sister had been taken. Your memories were all you had. And now he's saying he doesn't trust those. And she's like, well, whether you trust him or not, that's what what brought us here. Mm -hmm. And now let's this is this is the line that like throws me (laughs) fucking loop. But I have no memories to either trust nor distrust. And if you ask me to now to follow you again stand behind you and what you believe without knowing what happened to me out there without those memories i can't and i won't what mm. i have no memories to either trust or distrust yeah because she can't remember anything right. that happened and if you vo- ask me to follow you again to stand behind you and what you now believe without knowing what happened to me out there with those memories i so because i, I think because he's flip-flopped now she's just like i can't even before she trusted him regardless right and now because he's completely like done a 180 like and just doesn't believe anything that happened mm-hmm. at all now she doesn't trust him either because she's just like I right. I can't stand behind you now. Right. And I mean clearly we're leading the hypnosis thing. 
But I don't understand. Without knowing what happened to me out there, correct. W- without those memories, I can't. I won't. She won't. She won't trust him. She won't follow him. Right. But I, yeah. yeah, I don't get that either. Because because she because she doesn't trust him, and she has no memories of her own. Right. She's not going to stand beside him. So that's what leads to the hypnosis thing. Because the, he's trying to push her to get her own memories back, so she can like follow him again. But the other thing I don't get, okay, with this is Mulder is like I don't, you know like saying about Samantha he's like I don't trust those memories or something yeah. I can't remember what he says he's, so he's basically yeah, like I don't trust those memories now that was it yeah. <laughs> but he, he had hypnotic regression to to find out what happened to Samantha to get those memories back so he's like I don't trust those memories that I got during hypnotic regression hey go to hypnotic regression and get your memories that makes no sense which even in last week's episode he even said he doesn't trust that Dr. Werber Warbler, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I so this makes yeah. no sense to me as to why he would be pushing yeah. her to do this. And why? Would and then when Scully um, actually turns around and said, "Look, this is these are the memories I've uncovered," he's like, "Nope, uh, not I don't real." Believe you. Yeah. I'm like, why yeah. did you take it? Yeah. Her, exactly. Yeah. I think I he makes it. no sense <clears throat> to me. I don't know. I think he thought like, oh, if she had all these crazy memories, then she would believe that it's not really aliens because that's obviously not what happened. Like, I think in his mind, he's thinking, well, once she has these fake memories of aliens she's definitely gonna be like well obviously those are fake memories so now I have to trust Mulder and this crazy government theory I like I don't know I think he actually thought he was gonna he was gonna push her further down the rabbit hole and and then she would come out saying oh Mulder you're right but that's not what happened the thing that gets me is like I understand that they're friends they've been working together for a long time but I'm like five years they gotta keep pushing that five years you don't really (laughs) have to trust him you guys like you just you're doing your job you have a job to do all this like i i can't trust you without because you don't have you don't trust your memory so i can't trust you because i don't have my memories like i i don't see those things don't go together like i'm like i just i just feel like we got some chris carter dialogue happening i guess i mean and i just think that she doesn't know where to go at this point because she doesn't know what happened right she has no clue what happened so she has to rely on her partner at that because she has has no clue what happened and he keeps pushing her to say well what happened what happened she's like i don't i don't know like i don't I just, know i wish that they had done this thing because your last episode they were really setting up that they're like because Mulder's because we've decided now that Mulder doesn't believe all this stuff he thinks it's all ah, it's a bunch of nonsense it's yes. all the military and Scully's like I'm not really sure what's going on I'm in this weird thing and it was like he was ignoring her I wish they played up to more of like not said this stupid line but said something like listen um you're too busy like pursuing your military theory you're too busy following whatever you think's right for no apparent reason like I I need you to either like listen to what's going on or not but like this mm. this just but at this, point, at this point, she doesn't even have that, though. She doesn't have anything going on. Yeah. She has zero. At least last episode, she felt something. She thought something was going on, even if it was toward aliens. She at least had some kind of inclination. And yes, then he was ignoring that. In this episode, she has nothing to go on. Nothing at all. Not I, even an inclination, yeah. not a feeling, not nothing. I just Don't wish, that, anything. I wish yeah. that the conflict would be about she's upset that Mulder isn't, you know, either concerned concerned are are worried about what she's dealing with as opposed to she can't trust Mulder because Mulder doesn't trust his heart and she can't oh, trust her thoughts. Oh, I thought it was she thoughts. just couldn't trust him because he keeps flip-flopping his ideas. Yeah. He goes, and it's not even just that he changes his mind slightly. He goes exact opposite of what he believed before. And I thought that's why she couldn't trust him. Like, look, you are a crazy person because you say one thing for the entire length of time I've known you. 
And now all of a sudden that's out the window. Like I don't, and yeah. I thought that's why she couldn't. And I wish she would say saying. that, but I just, I don't like it being paired with the I've lost my mem I've lost my memories. You don't care about your memories. You're not you're flip flopping. I just I it's it's just the line. It's this fucking line. Yeah, I didn't that, have one with line. I, I just am... thought I just think that it's dumb that they always have to be on opposite sides no matter what, which no. is always yeah. my problem. It's like they can never ever be on the same mm-hmm. side. Gotta get gotta get back to square one, which yeah, is yeah, and that. That's, that's what's irritating to me. I think Scully dislikes how Mulder has just thrown all those, you know, f- former memories out of the window and has decided that yeah. she is she is the centre of what he needs to be focusing on in the sense that, like, the way he says, oh, look, the truth is in you, which is a hilarious line. But um, <laughs> he says that and basically <laughs> she feels like he's now her, pro- like, um, she's his project, that he's, yes, he has to, like, definitely. tap into her memories and he has to, like extract information from her and I think she's trying to basically say like look I've like followed you to the ends of the earth for this and now that you now you're telling me you know like that all your core beliefs have changed do you still expect me to just follow you along and like allow my body to be used and misused you know at whatever mm, cost true. and yeah. now you're like trying to like tap it like tap into my memories that I don't even know I, that I have and just in order to like fit fit whatever new theory you've got next like yeah. she, he isn't the person that she recognises anymore like no, she, he isn't the person that like she walked into that office like in the in the pilot and met like he's just this completely he's person yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe uh, um, he's a completely different person and I think we, like at, the, at this point it. they're really they're really far apart from one another like even yeah. when even when um, obviously I'm skipping ahead yeah. um, they're uh, in Dr. Verber's uh, office and she's going under uh, hypnotic therapy his body language is just so I don't know what it is like it's just, he doesn't want to be I mean he offers this it, to her it's not like he says he, you need he to go do hand, this he offers like, he it seems up to be she hates it yeah. and then he's pissed that they're there he I don't, I don't pissed, think he's but, offering it I think she's demanding she gets the regression therapy and he's like going along yeah completely he, I, he is yeah. he hates it he doesn't yeah. want to be there you can tell from his body language language even with the doctor that mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be there and then he yeah. she he doesn't even go to grab her hand she grabs his hand while she's under and, and so the way then, he walks out and doesn't say anything yeah i'm just like oh my god it's so cr- now let me tell you her going under well let's wait okay. um, I do love though when he's like oh, the, it's all on you it's in that chip I really thought she was I was hoping she'd be like well you're not taking that out again <laughs> <laughs> well I just like the line like the truth is in you I just keep imagining that that line is probably in the um, the X-Files pawns booth <laughs> also, like if like yeah, that chip's probably a big uh, big part of uh, learning about what's going on. Maybe you guys should have investigated when you had the chips. <laughs> yeah, <right. Yep. laughs> but you didn't. Yeah, so we go back to the medical facility with crazy, like, she's got, like, triangle oh, hair almost, yeah. that doctor. <laughs> she's from, like, like a sci-fi B-movie from the 1950s. Yes. Yeah, she's I... from Rocky Horror. <laughs> um, and we just see her below working on uh, Cobra Kai, but really it's the elders talking, and uh, that's when we kind of hear more about this alien rebel story and that this is, I guess, basically a war that's the resistance is, is starting. I don't know. Yeah. Like, what's happening? There's like, Basi- go ahead. Basically, I think 
um, the faceless men, uh, they're another alien race, and they're rebelling, rebelling against the colonists' plan to invade Earth, whereas the Syndicate were planning to kind of secretly um, let the colonists take over Earth, whilst also secretly planning their own resistance. And now that they've realised that the Russians already have already made a vaccine, um, they're trying. In this episode, they're trying to decide whether they should uh, use the vaccine, steal the vaccine and use it or whether they should actually try and align themselves with the rebels the faceless men that are killing everyone um and join up against the the the, uh, colonists but and then obviously it doesn't work out because Mulder's attempts to save uh, the faceless man in the in the lorry at the end uh, yeah. is killed before he's able to rescue him. But I don't understand why they just don't why they don't go get the faceless rebel themselves. Why do they have to tell Cry? Why does uh, well manicured man have to tell Crycheck who then tells Mulder and then Mulder goes and tries to get it? I don't know. Um, uh, we also they also basically say they have to decide whether they're going to go it alone uh, and come up with the vaccine in time. Um, or whether they should join up with the, with the rebels, um, who are obviously a, are a bit more slapdash in their form of resistance yeah. <laughs> by, by means of just setting everyone on fire. Well, they can't really <laughs> see, so they just yeah. got to... <laughs> They also explain something like, um, yeah, they, they don't have eyes or mouths to keep the black oil away. It's uh, because they can't... So, they, so why... why? So, there's, so they have no holes in their body. Apparently. apparently. They've got sewn up buttholes. <laughs> and like, so they're the same thing as like the alien bounty hunter guy, just without eyes and mouths and orifices. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, not I sure so. they, I'm not sure if they can shapeshift or not. And they so that's the, that's yeah, because I don't think we've not seen them shapeshift. I think I think they're of a, like they're a different. Were they? All, I thought they race. were also played by Brian Thompson. Yeah, one of them yeah, well. but they yeah. were still all you know I, faceless. I think he was just yeah. in a suit because when Brian Thompson was there, he was just as the alien bounty hunter in this episode. Yeah. Oh, but I think he just turned up on his snowboard and was like, "Guys, do you need me?" And they're like, "Yeah, let's um, come up, let's like sell everything up." Yeah, they're just like doing the faceless guy. Okay, never mind then. Um, I mean, they could have just had him there as you know because he was on set. I don't know. Um, also, the well manicured man had a line in this scene that said, "Uh." Do you see what this means? Resistance is possible. We have the weapons and the magic in hand, which goes back to the letter that uh, Ooh, ah. well spotted. So again, yeah. we got probably I would think at some point Spender playing a bigger role. I mean, this is just my theory is that mm. Spender will eventually play a bigger role, and we already have Mulder all up in the mix. So yeah. Well, uh, I have this idea that obviously at the beginning of the series. Um, uh, cigarette smoking man tried to fashion Mulder into doing what he wanted. You know, he, off- he offered him a job, blah blah blah, and Mulder kind of threw it back in his face. And now that I think, we've, obviously, we've discovered that cigarette smoking man has another son, he's going to try and like recreate him into another the, the son. Perfect- Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, uh, it's my theory too. I think I think Fox Mulder is uh, CSM's son as well. So <laughs> that's my theory at this point in the series when I was watching it. I agree. Yeah. But so, yeah, so that's what I think. Um, basically, there's all these alien races, and and I guess all these various syndicates because we have the syndicates that we know with well manicured man and. Uh, mini Marlon Brando with the bad teeth and all those people. But then we also have all the Russian people that are developing uh, vaccines and also kind of having their own resistance which it seems like Krychek is one of their main guys. 
so we have like all these factions of people and I'm just like, why can't people just start talking to each other? <laughs> and then yeah, they probably can't just get along. do whatever the hell they want mm-hmm. instead of fighting each other. Like, even if it's the aliens getting together, they can just take over the world pretty easy, I think. And Or same thing, you know, if, if the Russians and our syndicate kind of got together, I'm sure they could take down the aliens, no problem. I don't, I'm not yeah, sure. I, like, I, I, I mean, I do always think it's bullshit when, when movies and TV shows are like, you know, the one thing that's going to bring all of humanity together is we have a common alien enemy. It's like, no, not necessarily. But, like, when you've got a scenario where there's, like, black oil aliens that can possess people, <laughs> I think you're just better off, like, all right, let's get everyone vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. um, that way there's nobody with black oil as opposed to, like, yeah. uh, some countries are infected with black oil monsters um, and some are not. Yeah. And so, of course, while Manicured Man is still, uh, they just keep opening poor Marita's eyes. She keeps showing the black oil. And <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you guys, I don't see how from that far up these guys are being able to see that there's black oil in her eyes. Not a chance. With their, with their elderly eyeballs. Yeah. Is that black oil? I don't think so. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. She just has to lay there though. Yeah, episode. looks like the best. <laughs> Someone pull open her eyes for a second. That's oh. it. Yeah, she was getting paid. Uh, I'm sure quite well to just lie there all episode. So well, manicured man needed to like employ like a thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> That we can see. <laughs> but he didn't he just like pulled like like pulled up her eyelid and then just yeah. stared at them intently and I was like, Well you need to tell them whether it's doing its job or not. Like thumbs up. Thumbs down. <laughs> Should we just stand here and not give an expression? I, I don't I don't what are we supposed to do? This is bullshit. I really I we get a we we get like a flare or something. <laughs> Can we do like a send up a smoke signal? White smoke if there's no black oil. Black smoke if there is black oil. That might be confusing. Um, let's do. Should we? Should we order a pizza? Yeah, I'll order a pizza. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I honestly I didn't think it was possible like, for have candy apple to get there. <laughs> Sorry, but yes, candy apple. I, I honestly didn't think um, can. He, I didn't think he could get any more monotone than previous episodes. Oh no, I was wrong. He is so. <laughs> He's even more monotone in this episode where he's like, the vaccine didn't work. Well, yeah, d- shouldn't you be a bit more upset? This is quite a big thing. <laughs> Agreed. So, uh, all right, guys, you see what we've been waiting for. We're in Dr. Work's. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> about to go under hypnosis for who knows what reason. I really want to see um, Scully's um, like online dating profile and it'll just say like turn-ons uh, book teeth getting tattoos and <laughs> hypnotic therapy yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes because the first voiceover was Scully going I don't think this is working and then the big O oh, happens boy. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like I could, I could Think barely concentrate on the UFO scene because I was like, "Oh goodness, Scully, what is, what is Relax, happening? relax your jaw and your, your pelvis first of all. Yes. <laughs> 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 we, hey, he knew what was coming. He knew what was coming. 
was coming. Uh, like, I'm glad Molly was in the room because. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a woman taking notes next to him, I noticed, from yes. like, the overhead yeah. shot. Yeah. Well, like, it, she, like, um sets, like, uh, I think she, like, pushes the chair back or something. Like, she touches Scully, and I thought it was him at first. I was like, whoa, he's a little handsy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, where'd this woman come from? All right. <laughs> better. I just assumed it was like if you go to a, gynecolog- a gynecologist, you know, and there's always, like, the nurse in there with the doctor, so there's always two people in the room. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, this must be why he has to have a, a another companion in the room with him so if anyone comes back and says I think it was inappropriate <laughs> they have like a witness like oh no he There's just got witness. put her yeah. under uh, no therapy there um so besides uh Scully really enjoying hypnosis it was uh, very special <laughs> She basically goes to the night place. <laughs> this dude is like, Are you in the night place? <laughs> yes. Like, I relax your so jaw and your pelvis and let's go to the night place. <laughs> what? <laughs> this man has been doing this too long and he's hurt too many people. <laughs> um, so we do see that the UFO comes over, it shines the light on Cassandra, and then it quickly flies off, and then there's like another another UFO or something? Well, there's the people that are <laughs> like, setting things oh, on shit, fire. Some data coming. Yeah. <laughs> then, the, then there's people um being set on fire, and we see the faceless men moving towards Scully. Uh, Quiet Willie's got his go- gun out, and they're racing around. And then a new, another UFO, like a secondary UFO, comes over, flies over the faceless men, flashes the light, and he, that sets the faceless men on fire. <laughs> yeah, everyone's then, setting everyone else on fire. Yeah, and then that's the UFO that takes Cassandra. Everybody puts their hands up, which that was a very creepy scene to me. I was just like, oh, yeah. oh my god, this is so. And it was almost like upside down snow as well. That was cool. Like, yeah, there was like, yeah. like kind of. Yeah. I don't know if it was ash or snow, but it looked like upside down snow. I thought that was. Um, cool. I, I think I think they created it to look like snow, um, but then to make it go um, like backwards, they actually instead of like elevating her up they actually uh craned her down into her uh, wheelchair and oh, had falling okay. snow and then reversed the shot oh um, oh okay yeah i really so liked the shot i thought the shot really cool. was really cool of her being lifted up mm. and stuff it yeah. was just kind of it was really creepy i just yeah. thought it's like whoa this is i don't like this it's one of my favorite um, shots of the series actually i think just because it looks so cool <laughs> but creepy. Yeah. and i like that you know when scully does come out of it that werber has to tell her like all right we're gonna stop come back come back come back dana dana over here come back (laughs) (laughs) come out of the night (laughs) and um she's a little embarrassed because she looks at Mulder and she's like uh stop brad he's showing me screenshots of Mulder." anyway she's (laughs) she's uh kind of embarrassed and she's like uh you've been here the whole time uh she's like i've seen your o face (laughs) cully It was totally worth it to him to be in that room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why he, he walked out. He had to go away and relieve himself. <laughs> <laughs> Would not be surprised. <laughs> um, so do our... I personally think like, okay, so this really is, even though it was under the hypnosis stuff, I really think that is what happened. I think Cassandra was taken by aliens. I think aliens are definitely the show. This episode really, to me, cemented like Mm -hmm. aliens are definitely real. Mm -hmm. The syndicate Mm -hmm. is working with them. We also have rebel aliens and there's all these factions happening. Which I'm like, good, I'm glad. Like, we're finally getting to what they're saying. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, and it's not 
maybe, maybe they're fake aliens. Maybe they were gelatin put in ice molds. I don't know. So at least now, now we know there's real aliens. That was the dumbest thing. <laughs> the, the, um, I just wanted to know, like, how many in X Files world? How many people are employed with making fake aliens <laughs> or triple level dupes? All the people. Like, there's so many people. Like, I, there's so many. This is when when jobs were plentiful, Brad. Yes. (laughs) This job? Uh, So the next scene is also, I love this scene, which is in Skinner's office. Wait. I I like how uncomfortable he is with this. He's like, "Uh, I reviewed uh, the tape of the session. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I have to say, I wasn't prepared for what I (laughs) wrote. Alone in a dark room. With exactly. Yeah, like mm. oh, you listen to that over and over. Look, that's not the first time Skinner has seen Scully's own face. Oh no. no. He's, he's very familiar with that. Go back and listen anytime you like. Make this shot on his own time. <laughs> he's just like, um, you were never like that with me. God. Oh, were you faking all those times, Scully? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Mulder basically says he doesn't believe it at all. He doesn't believe any of it's real. He believes it's all fake <sighs> memories. Um, and it's all Dr. Werber's fault. Because <laughs> he just hates Dr. Werber. I mean, I just, I just wish like they would at least make him like re- reasonably like skeptic in a sensible way, where it'd be like, listen, I, I don't trust this guy, Scully. Like, she's heard, she's heard me tell these stories. Like, she's been influenced by that. I know she's confused. Like, if they just played it a little bit more no. believable, but it, but it's so, like, ah. God. Nope, it's all false memories. All of them. Done. No no questions asked. I just, I, it just I it's so little... insensitive, like, it the is. way he it's, treats Scully. Yeah. It's super like, insensitive. I also like, the, the partnership that they've built up, like, you'd think that he'd, like, give her, like, more respect and all, like, at least offer a bit more credence. Like, be a her, bit more sensitive. But I, to her experience, to her experience, because like even if like it wasn't aliens, she still had like a traumatic experience that she can't remember, like yeah. um, where she almost died. So I, I don't know. still do not enjoy the fact that Scully wanted to go to do hypnosis. It no. does not make sense so bad. for that for her character at all. Like I just when they're trying to flip flop the characters, you know, as Scully said earlier, we have known these characters now for five quote quote unquote five years. To flip flop both characters like this, it's too much. It's too. Yeah, much. It's I like agree. okay, that's you know, if she at least went in with some skepticism, like hey, let's you know, this is one of many options I'm trying. I think she did an in the way that she was kind of like, yeah, I've done it before and it didn't really work. Yeah, um, but the fact that she, she just seemed cautious, kind of but... wanted to go. It's kind of, uh, yeah, and because it didn't work before, you would think like, yeah, let's not go down that path because it doesn't work for me. And the thing yeah. is, again, to talk about regression hypnosis, like the way memory works, like if you if you do this regression hypnosis thing and you get fake memories, you're fucked. There's no chance of you ever like being able to piece things together after that because once you've like created that false memory like that's yeah. always going to like pollute your all of your memories from yeah. there on out so like mm-hmm. well, and that's kind of what happens to Jeffrey Spender like he says I, I lived with 
Yeah. With a mother who was, you know, so completely kind of engrossed with these stories that once those those stories were planted into my head, I started to think that it happened to me. Yeah, I felt so, so bad for him. I'm, oh, he's yeah. the best. Yeah, we'll we'll get to him in I guess that part. <laughs> yeah, I felt oh so sad. Um, I do also like though that Skinner is so like with he's so put off by Mulder's craziness that he's like <laughs> uh, over the past five years I doubted you only to be persuaded by the power of your belief in extraterrestrial phenomenon and I'm doubting you now not because of that belief but because extraterrestrial phenomenon is frankly the more plausible explanation that's so awesome <laughs> yeah oh my god me- and Mulder's such an ass that I suggest you put that in your report it's like I don't feel like he storms he- out again the problem like is like the way Mulder jumps from thing to thing if he's gonna be at least be like you know what I don't think this is aliens I don't really believe in aliens anymore I don't necessarily know what this is. I can't explain it. I'm just, but there's got to be a reasonable explanation. If they would just give us that much subtlety. No. But no, he's got to like, oh, other thing. Oh. It's his personality to be I an just... extremist, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and one me. thing or another. Um, so we then cut to uh, seeing Marita's eyeball with still the eye oil <laughs> in it. Uh, and the syndicate kind of looking on. We don't know if they can even see anything. No. Um, and <laughs> saying that the vaccine is having no effect. And the vaccine is not working. Exactly. The vaccine has no effect. <laughs> right. We I think survive it's... first. Survive. I think it's just a very depressed person. <laughs> What if it's a robot and there's like a tiny little alien up inside him controlling him? <laughs> He's a life model decoy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, well, manicured man still trying to work the system. He's like, look, if we turn over this alien rebel, we got no chance at resistance. And he basically like, uh, well, that's already been done. So, sorry. <laughs> we didn't consult you with that one. <laughs> yeah. oh, awkward. You've been spending a lot of time with Marita. We've been doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so now we're in the oh I love this scene this next scene is with Spender and Scully yes I yeah, yeah. so it's great um, really good I do like that Spender kind of puts down uh, the office a little bit and he's like oh uh, I heard about this office it really is in the basement <laughs> <laughs> apparently this scene is the last scene that they filmed or that um, Chris Carter directed in the uh, X-Files office before they moved production to LA. Oh. So, yeah. This so, was- I'm not really sure of, like, oh. how they, like, sort out um, production schedules or whatever, but, yeah, that was the last time that Chris Carter was in the office until they actually shipped it off and moved it all to LA. <laughs> hmm. So, hmm. Nice. That is a fun yeah. fact. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, and I also like that, you know, we, he knows that she was in Dr. Werber's office and Scully's like, well, did he say why? And he's like, no, I figured out why. Assuming the facts. I'm like, yeah, because he's an actual FBI agent. Guys, he figures things out (laughs) (laughs) through process of elimination and powers of deduction. He knows what's going on. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. There's a champion profiler right there. (laughs) Give me Frank Black and Jeffrey Spender any day of the week. <laughs> oh, what about a show with Crycheck and Spender? Oh, because like Crycheck Check and Spender. The... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Check thinking, you know, Spender would be like the straight man to Crycheck's crazy guy. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> right, we need to travel back in time and make this show, please, because that would be amazing. Oh, I love it. Um, just so... a couple of buddy cops. <laughs> so good. 
So then uh, Spender shares with Scully um, the VCR, like the, the VHS tape or whatever of him. Mini Spender. Of Mini Spender, 11-year-old <laughs> Spender, um, talking about seeing uh, an alien abduction, his mother being uh, abducted. And, of course, he doesn't believe this. And like Evangeline was saying earlier, he basically says, like, I have had this memory ingrained in me so much that I started to believe it because he was a kid. He was 11 years old. Yeah. yeah. And then I just yeah. felt bad. I'm like, here, you know, no wonder he kind of gets irritated with his mom. Like, he's had to live with this his entire life to the point where he thought he believed this stuff. And, you know, yet still, here he is caring for his mother, who is still a crazy person who says that she's, like, in some kind of alien cult or whatever. Yeah. And it reminds sorry. Go ahead, brother. And then Scully gets all snippy about it. She's like, yeah. well no one's been indoctrinating me. And he's like, what are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <Well>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it reminds me of um, in the first se- uh, series. There's an episode called Conduit, and it's all about you know, <laughs> oh, basically yes, there Ruby. Is. <laughs> yeah, Ruby, <laughs> Ruby. <laughs> um, and they talk about how because um, the mother, you know, saw UFOs when she was young, mm. and Scully's basically kind of like, oh well, it's you know, she's obviously been like putting it into their heads all their lives and things like you know, they're being influenced by their mother and what whatnot, and and that's basically exactly what Spender is saying to Scully right now, and also like. That that's the episode where we realize like how much um like how much um uh, how much uh, Mulder really li- likes the idea of like hypnosis and how basically his entire life has been like based like around these sessions that he's had with Dr. Verma. Yeah. Um and then we've come to the other side of it and it's Scully who's like trying to deny that she can be uh, so influenced by someone. So yeah. I want Ruby back. It's, I like that, you know, he just basically tells her this is BS. It's like having a dream and pretending it's real. And he's so straight up with her and she is so defensive about it. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, how many times have you said the exact same thing to Mulder? Yeah. 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 Well, there's been episodes where Scully has said to Mulder, like, um, you're being unduly influenced by your past experiences. Like, you're being influenced by the fact that you think that Samantha has taken, that's why you're connecting to these people. And now someone else is trying to say it to her and she's just not having any of it. No, so, not at all. I mean, I understand her defensiveness because I, I do think that she, in it's in her personality to think that she's, like, above such things. Correct. Um, I, I think she, as a scientist, she believes that she's quite an unbiased person who can, like, see all sides of everything. But I think in this instance, she's not the person who can really judge what's going on. <laughs> Correct. And I yeah. like uh, the, what Spender leaves. He tells her, don't let yourself be used. Yeah. And I don't think he meant it necessarily toward Mulder, but even toward Dr. Werber because mm-hmm. he really hates yeah. that. Because he's been using his mother. Yeah. As he should. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, he's that's based. What... He's based all of like his like scientific like work and experiments around patient X, his mother, and he's basically mm-hmm. he's made a name of himself like of himself because of his mother. So, and he does talk about how like she's being kept in a facility. Yeah. She she insists that it's you know of her own um like of her own choice, but um he says something about how he infantilizes her or something like mm-hmm. that, and yeah. 
so. Well, he's Doctor in Spender's mind at least. Doctor Warbur is telling yeah. his mother what she wants to hear, and yeah. and agreeing with her, and basically saying, "Oh yes, of course this happened. Of course this happened. So why would she want to leave? Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and face the reality of that's possibly not what's happening. I mean, granted, now we're watching it, and obviously that is what's happening, but <laughs> to a normal sane person, <laughs> yeah. that's not what's. But happening. But again, like everything in the X Files, right for the wrong reasons. Exactly. <laughs> Hmm. So, um, yeah. It's really strange that, like, um, watching these episodes again, I'm liking Spender so much more, because before I found him kind of irritating, and he was kind of getting in the way, or in these in these two episodes, like, getting in the way, and kind of, I felt like he was, like, stopping, you know, like, the investigation from going through, and Mulder and Scully finding the truth, blah, 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 but, um, talking about it with you guys, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm, I'm going quite, quite sympathetic to his character, I don't know, maybe it's because maybe it's he's from, like, a broken home or something, I don't know, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, yeah, uh, it's quite, sort of like he, he he turns around to Scully in this scene, doesn't he? And he says he basically says to a regression of memory is BS. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's great. <laughs> yeah. Check it's... and spender, guys. Check and spender. <laughs> check and spender. Of check. Next scene, mm. we are in Mulder's apartment. Uh, oh I'm my re- god. Okay, <laughs> uh, guys, guys. Go ahead. Bo <laughs> check is real. It is real. <laughs> I agree. Well, it's real. I have to say, I have to admit something here. After this scene, I don't have any other notes because I was so excited. <laughs> I was like bouncing up and down in my chair because did you have when a, they were did you have when a he, Scully orgasm moment? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But when he was leaning in, Crychek to talk to him. I wrote in my notes, "Kiss him, kiss him," and then he did, and I <laughs> I screamed. I'm not joking. I was so excited. <laughs> Bocek is real. <laughs> Apparently, it was um, it was Nicholas Lear's idea. It Apparently, just... it was Nicholas Lear's idea to to kiss him. <laughs> he thought they would add to the scene, and it did. It did. Yeah. I mean, it's the greatest moment ever. It I was, love it. It really was. It was so good. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> I would enjoy a scene with Mother as much as I did, but I <laughs> love that scene. <laughs> Yep. Um, I, think it, I, I think the whole thing, like, I think even without the kiss, I would have enjoyed it. I just yeah, because it, no, so it was basically an exposition scene. Correct. Um, I, I like it reveals lots of things, together. but yeah. Of anybody that I enjoy Mulder with, it would be Crychek. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've got good chemistry. Nice. Yeah, yeah, they do. The two actors actually have really good chemistry, and I yeah. feel like maybe David Duchovny doesn't have chemistry with a lot of people. So <laughs> when they can find someone, he does. Like you know, good, good on you, Mulder. Um, although the. Uh, beat yourself off a line was a little like, ah, okay, all right. I think that's one of the... Isn't that, is, isn't that how you like to beat yourself? I was like, yeah. oh my word. I do like how it says, though, if that's going to be my last line, I can do it better. Yeah, yeah, I did like that part. Because yeah. <laughs> like, it is a bad line. At least they admit it's a bad line. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh, oh check, guys. It's okay. I, I almost can't even concentrate on what actually happened. Because <laughs> after that kiss, I was just like, what What just what happened in this scene? <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually did some research into the world of X-Files slash fan fiction. Oh, I, no. <laughs> I may have been, I may have been um, inspired by our recent uh, announcement of a new competition. <laughs> um, which, <laughs> awesome. Um, but, yeah, so from about, I think, like, 96 to, like, 99, they have the yearly Whammy Awards, <laughs> which was like a competition within the X Files fandom um, for like the best like uh, Mulder Crycheck slash fiction. <laughs> 
<laughs> and <laughs> apparently they were quite prestigious. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, I had some other facts. Why I lost them. Why did you those awards? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just said the name, the Whammy Awards. <laughs> oh my gosh, I found them again. Yeah, I apparently had like a white award shows and things like that. And pe- if you won an award, you got to like have like a, a sticker at the top of your story saying that you were a prestigious winner of the like best um, like newcomer to the and slash fiction <laughs> community. Best story, um, best best use of Skinner, <laughs> which is hilarious. Wow. Best best story in a confined space. <laughs> There's all sorts, yeah. Oh, and there was also like best like Scully with someone else, but I don't know. Maybe in Visigoth. That's what I'm hoping for. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So yeah, that was good. And then also, um, if you type in Mulder and Crycheck on uh, Google Images or M- Mulder and Crycheck, doing it now. There is, doing it now. There is some very interesting. I'm scared to look at. <laughs> there is some great images, I mean, including one where it looks like someone. Google anything. <laughs> someone has written like a fan fiction where uh, Crycheck is a Nazi officer and he's interrogating Walter. <laughs> it's awful. Oh, the one of them snuggling in bed is so cute. <laughs> yeah. What, what the one where the sharing ice? Brad, please close yeah. it up. I don't. Oh. I can't. I can't. This one. I love that. Oh one. my word! There's one where they're both sensuals. This is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh, it's the that's going on the Facebook group. Oh my word! <laughs> I love the one with the ice cream. That's the best one. Uh, <laughs> all right, so um... so basically, Crunchyx says, "Yeah, there's a bunch of aliens. There's a war going on with aliens." Yes, uh, like, <laughs> uh, the guys that were uh, heading up the mass incineration was basically to stop the colonists. And now, if one of these rebels is one of the rebels is being held captive, and if he dies, the resistance will die too. So Crycheck is anti-alien occupying Earth. That's <laughs> what I'm getting. Cool. And, he, cool. and he knows cool. Mulder is as well. So um, the next scene is Mulder and Scully going up to the White Camp uh, Air Force Base. And uh, we see as they're there, I guess, like trying to get in that Quiet Willie. Is this when Quiet Willie yeah. drives up? And I was like, oh, but he's dead. That can't be Quiet Willie. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> 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 so, and we find Willie's identical twin brother, Loud Willie. I would have loved if we find out there's that Quiet Willie is a clone, and he just shows up oh, all boy. the time. <laughs> <laughs> he just he keeps dying, but he keeps showing back up, and he's like, "Oh, he's a clone, guys, got it." But he's not. He's not a clone. He just died. And uh, <laughs> this is the alien bounty hunter. And I love that the guy comes back out to check on them, and like Mulder is gone because he's hopped the truck, and Scully's just <laughs> left there. And I love that the guy sees Mulder hop the truck too because he's just hanging on the back. He's like, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, oh, okay, well, clearly they're just going to follow the truck now. They're going to drive off and like, yeah. but no. <laughs> like, and I love that Scully just gets left there. Yep. Like, so I guess she's going to be arrested now. Next episode, Scully's in jail. <laughs> She's like, damn you, Mulder. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought they were going to run the gate, too, because Mulder tells Scully, buckle yeah. up, Scully. So I was yeah. like, oh, they're going to run that gate down. But no, no, mm. it's just buckle up, stay seated. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. And it was more because Scully uh, recognized Quiet Willie. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. Because maybe they were going to go, and then when Scully recognized Quiet Willie, that's when Mulder's like, oh, you stay here, little lady. Because, you know, she can't handle this kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, 
So we see Mulder climb into the back of the truck. Um, it is one of my... I loved, I loved when Quiet Willie turned into Alien Bounty Hunter. I think they did such an excellent mm-hmm. job with morphing. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was incredible. I was like, wow, this... I mean, again, I, I say it all the time. I think that the show does an excellent job with yeah. their act, so... And I, th- I think from season two, because they've been doing it, like, since... The, obviously the characters introduced like yeah the effects have been getting slowly better as well yeah so like, mm-hmm. up, up to here it just looks really good yeah so. it was it was seamless i mean for him to switch from one face to another it was great and i loved him with the little stiletto thing mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then uh, the truck begins to shake there's like a light or something and yeah, I was confused as to what happened in this bit. I it might be know. because I was still distracted by Molchek at this point. So. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> and then we have Mulder jumping out with his gun. No! Okay, he said no for about... It was comical how long it went on. Like, it was really like, long. It, it should have cut before that, but it's like it was like David Lynch <laughs> stepped in and directed that moment and just did it a moment to, you know, I mean, just too long. Because it was like, no! Was like cut, cut, <laughs> cut. And what's the no for? What happened? And what's the no for? I think he was trying to get the faceless rebel before right. him to the, us. Yeah, he doesn't want the faceless rebel to die mm-hmm. because he wants them to stop. Oh yeah, I, I understand that. But it seemed like the aliens were coming for the bounty hunter and not the faceless one. No, they're all tr- they're all trying to get the faceless men because they don't want the faceless. No, I th- I, yeah. I know that, but I thought that because the bounty hunter seemed didn't didn't seem like he didn't know that the aliens the ship was coming. So I thought those were rebel. It was a re- rebel alien ship, and they were taking him out. Oh, I have no clue. Because he seems to be like, what's going on? And you think if they were his people, he would be like, oh yeah, here's my pal. They're here to help me get this faceless guy. Yeah, I have no clue. Maybe Brian Thompson just also has a weird neutral face. I have no clue. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because, and again, just like Mulder, we have no clue what happened. Don't know yeah. who won, don't know who lost, yeah. don't know anything. We just know nobody's there and Mulder's under arrest. Yeah. Finally, finally Mulder's under arrest. I'm just Yay! <laughs> and then he's not. Um, so... <laughs> And we also cut to seeing Marita's eyes, and she has no more black oil in them. Yay! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Mulder has cry face. <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> he doesn't know what happened. And he's he has sweaty face. It's yeah, yeah. sweaty, but it's like he had to cover his face up. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> Please don't show them trying to cry, <laughs> but they did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then he we also had sad beard. I don't think he was crying. I think he was. He had a a really pained expression. Yeah, I was trying to cry, but I think he was. Um, I can't. Tell really confused and exhausted. Because yeah. that's the same face he has when he tries to cry. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I suppose. <laughs> Just forever defending the acting of David. Then we're at the FBI, FBI headquarters and Skinner tells her they still have no news about his mother and that <laughs> Mulder has opened an X file on the case. Yeah, but I also <laughs> like that Skinner tells him he's like, Don't worry, this hasn't reflected on you in any way, Agent Spider. <laughs> 
You'll you're do still fine. My, you're still my number one. You're so better than those two. And cool. then he says, it seems like a patron outside this office who thinks highly of you. Oh. So. Could it be George? I don't know. Someone working with a high level of influence. I just want to know, like, how, what from a, from a cabin in the snow. I, the I like the idea that maybe George is writing, like, letters of recommendation. You know that Agent Spender is doing quite well. Maybe put, uh, maybe put a smiley face on his next report. <laughs> And then, and then Skinner Skinner happens to see a photo of like young George. And he's like, hang on a sec. <laughs> hang on a minute. Can you tell me what is your father's name? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job that like Bill Mulder never bumped into Spender because he'd be like, uh, uh, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the mailman delivers a letter to Spender, and then uh, yeah, so he walks off with it. So I didn't, I didn't notice well, any other face that he had differently than any other time in the episode. <laughs> so <laughs> if these people don't change their expressions, how am I supposed to know what their intentions are? This is <laughs> act, people act. <laughs> Maybe it was kind of like, oh, a card. Okay, act cool, act cool. It's just it's and then the just turns the and it's like, it's like yeah, I mean, Christmas cards. Like, right, <laughs> he thought it was a howler from uh, Hogwarts that's going to at him. Um, and then we cut back to the cabin and the teaser. The boys returning an envelope. It's no forwarding service available. I'm so sorry, mister. Yeah, sorry for that, mister. <laughs> and then I'm going back to New York to deliver my papes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real behind schedule. <laughs> and, then, and then we see uh, cigarettes smoking man. We see George. George actually looks really good. I thought he looks better than he has been. I'm like, oh, that, that winter that weather. fresh mountain air. Yeah, exactly. It's treating him well. I feel like his skin looks better. I don't know. <laughs> now, I'm going to say now, if, like, obviously, if, as Brad said, on IMDb, George has the surname Spender, so therefore he's his dad. I will, I don't know what George's real first name is, if like that's on there as well. I will not call him that. He is George. Okay, he's, George. he's George Spender. That's his name. <laughs> George. Also, he's apparently hiding out in Canada. Yes. So, um, oh, is he? Does it say on there? Yeah, Can it says uh, something Hatley, Quebec. Yeah. But it doesn't say like to who it's from, that it just says return to sender, no forwarding Correct. service. So it doesn't, because that, that's my thing. It's like when we see Spender, he's giving no other kind of indication whether he's the one sending this back or if he kept it. And I could see, I could just, I don't know. Maybe it's just my headcanon. That's why I just assume George sent out both letters. Because I just could see Mulder seeing it and immediately sending it back and not wanting anything to do with it. Mm. But he doesn't know George's real name. <laughs> he doesn't know that it's George. <laughs> yeah, so why would he send it back? Because he wouldn't know who it's from. Correct, but I just... Even I, if it had his real name. But with everything going on and him being anti-government, something being sent to the FBI, like all this stuff, oh, I yeah, true. like him just not wanting something and just returning it and not opening it. And almost out of spite. Like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> weird. But I, who knows? I don't know. I have no clue with this show. <laughs> oh, Georgie Spender. How many shitty this... novels do you think he's written up in that cabin? <laughs> oh, so many. Oh, it's like he's like he's like written the equivalent of the entire uh, William Shatner Tech War series. Oh. <laughs> Did you say this was like cigarette smoking man in a Thomas Kincaid picture? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Oh no, I just ha- have like images of him eating, having like a cheese board in front of an open fire and oh. like warming his slippers <laughs> and then going, hmm, I may write another chapter tonight. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was The Red and the Black, or The Black and the Red, or whichever direction this is going. The Red and the Black, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mulder versus Scully. Scully. Really? Although, oh, she did go for... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the fact that she went for... And look, you know me, I'm a big Scully fan. But the fact that she went for hypnosis and she kind of fought with Spender over it, I was like... Yeah. Left in the car. <laughs> like a chump <laughs> in the back. Yeah, true. At least Mulder agrees with Spender that he wants to leave his mother alone. That's true. <laughs> no, he does want to leave his mom alone. Yeah, I think Scully lost. Oh, poor Scully, but yes, I agree. Yeah, which yeah. is because I do consider this like a really good Scully episode, but she kind of loses. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we learned a lot about Scully this episode, but... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And also, Mulder got a kiss from Crichton. Exactly. Actually, yeah, that's his Christmas maid. <laughs> and mine. I was going to say, Claire's. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, let's see what we got up next. Uh, oh, yeah, so Mulder wins. Wow. Monster Runway! <laughs> <laughs> monster in this episode? Uh, regression hypnosis. Yes. Dr. Werber specifically? Dr. Or Werber. Just, okay, Dr. Doctor, yeah, Doctor Werber. Relax your pelvis and your jaw. <laughs> no, thank you. Go to the night place. Go to the night place. <laughs> Scariness Dr. Werber. He's pretty scary. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Goddamn <Worse>. doctor. <laughs> Creativity? No, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people. He's a scam artist, so creative memories in your head. (laughs) I guess he has a reclining uh, couch. (laughs) Sex appeal? No. I mean, Scully category. Scully appreciated it, but I don't. (laughs) And those tapes will be viewed over and over by Skinner and (laughs) older as well. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh goodness! I'm just gonna get that tape. <laughs> Did she just offer it up for like? Uh, she's like, hey, can, can I see copies of that? Oh, hey, Stingray, goodness. this is for you. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's get to feedback. We actually don't have that much feedback this week at all. Some people didn't like Let the stuff. Oh. Yeah, everyone's like uh, gone, gone away for Christmas. Uh, Solstice. Today's winter solstice, guys. That's true. Happy winter solstice. Yay. Uh, I'm just getting the folder open. That's right. I have a folder. Cranking it open. open. (laughs) (laughs) This is from Daniel. Hey, intro talks. Cross your fingers and toes for part two. Well, manicured man tells Crycheck the vaccine will make resistance against the colonists possible. I think up to this point, it seemed that the syndicate was working for or with the aliens, as evidenced by Mulder's father having to choose which one of his children to give up, etc. But this little bit of dialogue seems to confirm that while they are doing their bidding for now to survive, they are secretly working to defeat them. So are the syndicate people heroes or villains then? Villains, they're creepy and they have bad teeth. Yeah, uh, I, they're, they're, they're out for themselves. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. But they I'm have this idea of like, sorry, they have this oh, like sorry. idea that they're like doing doing good, like that they're saving saving Earth and that's how they like justify all the crap that they do. Like they think that like they're like fighting for the good of Earth, but they're just really deluded. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> 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 sorry, Daniel. 
<laughs> um, I'm kind of sick of seeing Scully in a hospital bed. There are too many mythology episodes where it seems like Scully spends so much time in a hospital bed while Mulder talks at her. I agree. Yep. Someone tell the alien rebels they aren't going to win many hearts and minds by setting innocent people on fire. <laughs> That's like Revolution 101. <laughs> Dana's hypnosis session seemed like some of the worst acting I've seen Gillian do on this show, especially her first oh my god just pure dull surprise I felt like they could have tried a few more takes on that also she totally had to text face again when Skinner said he reviewed Scully's session tape all I could think of was that there was an empty tissue box somewhere in that office now all that panting and moaning from Scully probably got the stingray all fired up oh yeah check and Mulder's banter was the best I can beat you with one hand isn't that how you like to beat yourself and then he gives Mulder a kiss for luck hot stuff I agree Daniel again ugh and of course just as Mulder is coming back around on his beliefs Scully is reconsidering herself to be on the opposite side again go figure new twist the smoky man is Agent Spender's father does that make he and Mulder half brothers that gives a whole new horrifying dimension to Cassandra's experiences as well oh also aliens are a real thing the show has finally put its foot down and there will be no more ambiguity I give it 8 out of 10 return to senders uh, or it should be returned to senders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Resist, Daniel. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. All right, we got a voicemail here. Hello, Introducts. My feedback for the red and the black. Uh, so was Mulder hitting on Dana when he said the truth is in you? Because I think he was. <laughs> uh, we get some more regression therapy. Dear God. But man, was it hot. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> But overall, I, th- I thought it stayed with the uh, story pretty well. I thought it was uh, continued on from last week pretty well. We saw what happened with, Cassandra, with Creepy Cassandra. Uh, makes sense that Spender is related to George. Why the kid doesn't speak French who is delivering the thing to George, I'm not sure since they're in Quebec. But uh, perhaps Lirio could cover that on Getting Cultured and uh, explain that to us. Um, other than that, I, I enjoyed the episode. I'm uh, up for seeing what's what's next. Uh, maybe maybe Dana could have another regression session. I'd be okay with that. It was <laughs> it was interesting. All right, that's all I got, guys. See ya, and happy holidays. <laughs> Michael. Thanks, Michael. Michael, no mention of the hotter scene that was Bolchak. No mention. I know what a fan you are of Crychak, but I'm shocked you did not mention that, Michael. Also, if that kid spoke French, that would be hilarious. He's like, Hello, monsieur! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, another voicemail here. This show loves human bacon. I think more people have died in this show from being on fire. Like, not just in this episode, but the entire series. It's happened so often. More people have died by fire than gunshots, I'm pretty sure. By the way, those alien bounty hunters, they look like adult fetuses. You know, like, just barely formed. You know, well, it'd be funny if they just had big umbilical cords. Like, <laughs> hanging off their bellies. Uh, Gives a whole new meaning to the word adult baby. I'm just picturing, like, giant men in diapers with umbilical cords and, like, no faces oh. burning people. Oh, man. I could write a scarier X-Files episode than Chris Carter. Speaking of Chris Carter's writing, I, oh, I did so much zoning out in this episode. Yeah. My eyes glazed over so many it's times. Chris Carter is really good at hypnotizing you, right? Oh, so wordy <laughs> and like nobody talks like they would in real life. It's weird, but it's not delightful weird like David Lynch. It's just boring weird. And he made a good actress like Gillian Anderson 
act horribly in that one scene. Act like you're having an orgasm while you're going through regression. That whole scene was very awkward. First of all, she had her feet right in that guy's crotch. Yeah, I'm gonna blame that on Chris <laughs> Carter. I, I, I don't believe that was Jillian's acting choice. It couldn't have been. She's not perfect, man. Yeah, she is. Probably she is. Like she doesn't poop either. Krejcik looked like shit, but then he didn't care. He was like straddling Mulder, and then he was like, Mulder, you think I'm so sexy? And then he gave him a kiss. And then Mulder was sexually confused for the rest of the episode. <laughs> like, oh, I can't. I can't stop these feelings from happening. <laughs> Why? What's happening to me? Things are unfolding. <laughs> In my pants. Oh, no. Uh, so I'm going to give this one uh, 4 out of 10 orgasmic memories. I'm going to give this uh, 6 out of 10 uh, kisses that will change your world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's pretty low scores for them. That's nice. <laughs> um, so that's all we got for feedback this week. So not a whole lot. So. Which is fine. That's okay. Uh, now That's it's time fine. for... Uh, we still love you guys. You know, for now. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, threats. <laughs> so let's start. On the table. <laughs> Alright, let's get into ratings. Evangeline. Okay. Um, well, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, and in fact, I really like this two-parter. Um, compared to like the last mythology episodes that we had, well, if you can count them as mythology with... Um, Christmas Carol and Emily. Um, I think this is just so much better. Um, it kind of ramps everything up. I really feel like we're getting answers. Um, I feel like the stakes are higher and the kind of they are gearing up like towards the end of the series. Um, I do have problems with like the Mulder and Scully dynamic in the sense that, they, like you say, they always have to be on opposing sides, and it is kind of difficult, but. It may have been the wrong the wrong way to take the story, but uh, at least they tried it. At least they kind of tried to shake things up by about series five. Um, yeah, I think like the way that Mulder kind of acts is kind of uh, obnoxious, and I don't feel like he's fully supporting Scully at this moment. Um, especially when this is the first time like she's actually coming around to all the things he's been harping on for like five years. Um, but I absolutely love um, the scene on the bridge. I think it's like one of the best shots of the series. Um, it just looks spectacular, and I think the way it was designed is perfect. Like with the snow going backwards and everything, I just really like it. Um, I kind of keep wanting to like review it um, as like tied in with Patient X because I feel like put them together and they're like, really good like two hours of television. Even though there's things that are annoying, um, I love like the introduction of Cassandra Spender. She's kind of sympathetic, and then I also kind of feel sympathetic towards Jeffrey Spender as well, and the twist that, you know, uh, cigarette smoking man is his father. Just, yeah, I think it's quite exciting. Even though you can literally tell, like, as soon as, you know, the, the hint, the start hinting at it, you can tell it, that's what the twist is going to be. Um, yeah, um, the Scully scene uh, when she gets hypnotized is ridiculous and stupid, but it's a really good way to kind of do a flashback. Um, I I think it works really well um, and I love the scenes with Mulder and Krychek. I always want want more of those scenes and <laughs> he gave me a cute little kiss on the cheek and yeah, 
um, it was just that was a, even though, like I said earlier, it was obviously a way for Crytek to relay uh, relay lots of information. Um, it was kind of like a slap over the head for Mulder to kind of be like, you, know, you do realize like potentially a terrible war is coming. You know, like you need to like get your head out of your ass and like start doing something about it. Um, yeah, and then a nice little kiss, and then that was the end of that. Um, yeah, so I really I really like these two. Um, they always when I think of mythology episodes, these two stick in my mind. And even though it sounds like I've been down on it throughout the entire podcast, <laughs> um, I quite liked it. So I'm going to give it uh, hmm, eight and a half out of ten uh, times that Claire orgasmed when she saw Crytek. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was yeah. a lot more than eight, eventually. <laughs> yeah, it was eight and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Brad, what did you think about the episode? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is like Brad. How many times did you orgasm, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> this was one of the more confident, like mythology episodes and two-parters in general. Like it's, like it's shocking. Like I was really expecting to fall apart, and like I still like a lot of stuff happened, but man, there was a lot of Chris Carter in this too. Like just a lot of. A lot of, just a lot of words, <laughs> a lot of in just impenetrable sentences happening. Um, but overall, it was it was pretty solid stuff. I'll go uh, seven and a half out of ten. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, robot arm mini fridges. <laughs> wow. Claire? Um, yeah, this was, I think, one of the better uh, mythology two-parters. Um, definitely better than, like, Evangeline reminded me that the last one was Christmas Carol and Emily, which was just... Uh, um, and there was there was a lot of moments in this that I was a bit like, oh, you know, with um, the hypno-regression scene, but the bridge scene was awesome. Uh, we got Molchek, which has made my Christmas. That's the best uh, Winter Solstice present I could have had. Thank you, Winter Solstice X-Files Fairy. Um, <laughs> and we had... Oh, I'm a bit disappointed that we didn't get Black Oil-possessed uh, Cobra Kai, because I was oh, looking yeah. forward to that. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed like a lot of parts of this. Um, and I love Spender. Spender's great. We got Skinner in this as well. Skinner was great. So I'm going to give it 8 out of 10... Ginger Newsies. <laughs> Adorable. I gotta sell more papes. <laughs> I'm carrying the banner. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I like this episode. I don't think I liked it as much as I did Patient X. Uh, but I, there were just really good scenes in this episode. I just didn't like it overall as much as I enjoyed Patient X. But the scene with Scully and Spender was excellent, excellent. And the scene with Mulder and Crycheck was excellent. Um, I really could have done without the hypnosis scene. I was kind of like, oh, this is an uncomfortable scene to watch. Uh, <laughs> so, um... But it was cool. I liked getting to see that aliens are real. I liked seeing that um, George is reaching out to Spender. Um, I still, in my head, think he also reached out to Mulder. <laughs> but that's just in my head. That We didn't actually see that happen, but in my head, that's what happened. 
Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, anyway, last week I gave Patient X an 8. This week I'm giving this a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sons of Magic and Weapons. <laughs> so, <laughs> that gives this episode a 7.88. What if we cool. get your favorite uh, Native American actor to come back and oh, tell no. us the story? Because then I'll fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, next up is Millennium Minute. Evangeline, were you sticking around with us? Unfortunately not. I'm gonna go have a nice warm cup of hot cocoa. Oh, okay. In my Nightmare for Christmas mug. Oh, that's awesome. I might be recording another podcast after this. Oh, wow, yes. I know. It's come on the greatest day for me, really, but... (laughs) (laughs) The day where I can't even talk properly, but it's fine. Yeah, so I'll leave you guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Where can we find you online? Um, no, really, where can we find you, Angela? <laughs> where are you right now? Yeah. So, so that you can um, send me a letter and I'll send it back. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. You, ma'am. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'll be on the Facebook group. Um, I, I probably will post that Blue Oyster Cult um, song just because I think it's hilarious that someone thought, oh, this is what the episode must have been named after. And it's like, no, no, not at all. Uh, it's just a good song. <laughs> Um, I'll send that. Um, I am on Twitter um, at EvieSpackis um, and I'm starting a podcast as of this evening So, um, and that's called The Last Tango with Evie and Chrissy and hopefully the new episode will be up soon and I'll send leaks. Uh, leaks? <laughs> I'll send <Hi>. leaks. <laughs> leaks? You can have leaks if you want. I'll send links on the Facebook group because, yeah, people advertise their wares on there so, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'll see you all guys. Alright, thanks, Angeline. Alright. And have fun with Frank Black. He seems like a cool dude. He is. Alright, bye. 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 Alright, guys. Claire, you want to tell us about this week's Millennium episode? This week is The Pest House. Asylum inmates become prime suspects in a series of murders linked to urban legend. This is a weird episode. Yeah. It was. Because, like, like, does it want to be an episode in which there's a copycat killer, you know, who is 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 copying other murderers' murders? Or does it want to be an episode about a murderer who does murders based on urban legends? Because trying to be both didn't work for me because I was like, what? So this asylum just happens to have all these murderers that commit murders that are to do, inspired by urban legends. Do you know what I mean? It's not that these are urban like, It's just that, you know, there's a lot of people doing these same wacky crimes. It just was a bit, like, a bit, like, one step too far. I wanted it to be one or the other. I was like, yeah. I thought they were trying to do too many different things. It feels like they put, like, two scripts together and, like, some things just didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, I I still enjoyed the episode. I thought it was um, creepy. I thought there were a lot of good things about it. I just don't think, especially with some of the episodes we've gotten recently, like, it just didn't hold up as well. I am upset that Miss Scully didn't get killed. <laughs> oh, Dr. Again. Solar. Yeah. Um, but I, and I actually, like, when I thought it was really just the urban legend piece, I was like, ooh, this is going to be really good. And then they threw the asylum thing, and then they threw in the guy who basically eats other people's dreams and then acts them out. Yeah. I don't know. It was like too, yeah. I mean, like you guys said, it was too many things. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because I would have uh, enjoyed seeing, like, a good just urban legend. Yeah. Uh, There's just, like, three episodes in one, and, like, yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, because uh, I, I, I thought it was really creepy the whole idea of like the the guy like eating their being yeah. like a sin eater thing and yeah. like he takes on like then they're murdering 
and uh. yeah so um were you guys excited to not only see management from carnival yeah but also a bloke whose name i don't know from the show i didn't watch roswell but i know that he's in roswell and he died at the start Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch He was like the guy who hung up above the car. I was like, oh, "Oh, you're in Roswell, which I never watched. Much like most deaths in um, the show in Millennium, uh, that was super disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, Yeah, that Michael Massey guy, every time I see him, I just feel so bad because he's the guy that accidentally killed Brandon Lee, and I just feel like, oh, I just feel so bad. And they always just make him play like some kind of crazy serial killer thing and I'm just like oh this poor guy like he's probably like a super nice guy and I've read like articles about him where he had to take like a year off of doing anything you know like I'm like uh can you imagine and he probably never wants to work with a gun again like ever (laughs) yeah um so that always takes me out when I see him in something because I'm always like oh I just feel bad for him um so What's his face? Matt. <laughs> Not what's his face. Uh, Matt. Uh, <laughs> they really, they're Twin really young. Twin Peaks Said he didn't enjoy this episode because he hated Frank in this episode due to the um, the gas station attendant. Did you guys think Frank did something wrong? Maybe I, I missed Frank something. Frank was a bit pissy in this episode. I wrote my notes. I was like, whoa, calm down, Frank. Why are you so pissy? I think he's getting he just pissier, bit... pissier every episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, they did leave the guy alone with the killer. So, but, so here's the thing. So uh, the obviously, the urban legend of this was that the guy was in the backseat of mm-hmm. Dr. Stoller's car. The parking, at- um, the gas station attendant seeing that had saved Dr. Stoller and took her into his office. Frank goes in there. When they go out, the other door is open, so so they know the killer has left the car. Mm-hmm. And I yes. thought they said, oh, he must be Purdue, because that's who they thought it was at the mm-hmm. time. They thought he was heading back to the asylum, and that's why they were going. So I don't think Frank knew he was leaving yeah. the gas station attendant. I thought they thought they were actually chasing the killer. Listen, if I'm that gas station attendant, like I just I'm getting in my own car and I'm just leaving there. Yeah. Just get away. Like check your car out and then get out. Like yeah. he shouldn't have gone back in. Just yeah, go so back in. I, I didn't I didn't blame Frank because I thought Frank was actually trying to do the right thing yeah. and chase oh, the no. killer down. So I, I was don't just, blame Frank. I was just like, oh, you know, you they kind of it was the assumption, oh, the killer's left. But I was yes. like, well, no, yeah. the killer's probably still there. <laughs> and this gas attendant, he seems like a nice guy. I just felt bad for him. I was like, oh. I, I felt bad for him, but like Matt made it seem like he was mad at Frank. And I'm just like, why are you mad you at leave Frank Black alone? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just figured Fra- I just felt like Frank was Yeah, Frank was was having dragon like mood swings or something this yeah. week. Because like he would just seem really like like pissy with everyone and just like ah you know, and I was like, Frank, what's I calm think down. he's also tired. I think he's tired of being jerked around by the Millennium group. Mm-hmm. I think he's tired of not having Catherine and Jordan around and I think he's like sick of people not believing him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just think he's like done you could tell Frank's mm-hmm. had enough of life <laughs> it's what's yeah. happening oh, also okay, like there's this whole thing this episode where it was like like um uh, I'm gonna keep calling her Melissa Scully Melissa Scully wanted to rehabilitate like all of these like yes. people and mm-hmm. like, she's like, ah, nonsense. Uh, these people, they're crazy. They're killers. She's like, well, you know. But they were like, I but don't they, know. They kind was, of were killers. <laughs> it was like, like, look at Bear. How are you going to rehabilitate Bear? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. He was on minimum security and allowed out. That guy should never be allowed out. He thought he was a bear. 
bear was like the yeah. creepiest. Like that's a goddamn terrifying. <laughs> and and the fact that like okay, so I understood the one guy they had him on maximum security because he's super crazy, but he only had one leg and a hook hand. But bear. Oh. He was a real crazy person. Yeah. And they had him on minimum security. I was like, I don't know. I feel like you should put Bear behind um, yep. some maximum security uh, walls. Because yeah. he thinks he's a bear. And then when he starts going into the chanting scene. Oh, oh that's my crazy. God. Uh, let's talk about um, finding a fingernail from a hand. Oh. A no. <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. Burn the cafeteria down. Burn it down. Burn the whole and place down. And burn yourself down, because you've eaten yeah. hand stew. Oh, yeah. yeah. You have to you have to burn your throat out. You, like, set yourself on fire. You're done. There's no <laughs> point in living. You found a fingernail from a dead hand up in your food. You can't... No, you're done. You're done. You're done. Burn it down. Take Bear with you. <laughs> I mean, he was a good actor, though. The guy that played Bear, because oh, he yeah. was... I mean, he he lived it. We he hope lived he was it. an actor. I know, really. <laughs> I feel like in that scenario you probably shouldn't call him Bear. I don't know if he's been called Bear his whole life. Still, I feel like he's like, no, Wallace, Wallace. Your name is yeah. Wallace. You're not a bear. Don't reinforce that. I just didn't understand how they let that guy walk around outside every night. No. And the way that they found him was he was covered in blood from the last couple he killed. It's like, oh, like, yeah. yeah. So I I understand her wanting to help rehabilitate people, but I feel like. She she should be a little choosier about those, like, as a doctor. Like, she should see which ones could e- be easily rehabilitated yeah. back into society, and others that maybe you just need to keep them in a good place the rest of their but lives. It, it just, <laughs> it really felt like some, like, some, like, I don't know, it's like some Fox News bullshit. Like, all these, the all these therapists, they think they can, they can save these people, but they're all crazy and there's yeah. nothing to, it was just a, it was just a little too heavy-handed for yeah. me. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with that theory that she could rehabilitate mm-hmm. people, but I just felt her choice was yeah, bad. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's bad choices. Well, let's focus on Bear, <laughs> uh, the cannibal monster that thinks he's a bear. A little more focus on uh, Crazy Susie over there sitting in the chair. <laughs> yeah. So why did, like, obviously management, Michael Massey, yeah. whispered to that woman and made her, like, cut her... Yes. So yeah. that was obviously a misdirect, but is it just to show that, oh, no, this guy's still you know he's he is just as bad as the killer it's just he's not this killer i guess i think i think it was partially i think it was more misdirect than anything is what it was supposed to be but yeah i just i love the idea that like because look we're not sure what's going on with like the the taking the dream stuff but it's basically like i don't want you to take my killer spirits yeah these these, these crazies are like no you're not taking this is this is my special thing like i kill people in cool ways this is my thing you can't take that from me and that that's what he that's what he's fighting for in the end and that is fucking creepy and the um and and the whole thing with uh, Dr. Stoller seeing, uh, what's his name, Edward or whatever, Edward, turn yeah. into all the killers in front of yeah. her. And yet she still is like, oh, it's still Purdue. Yeah. It's like, what? You just saw all the killers at once. <laughs> like, 
I thought, because they said, like, um, Edward is the devil. Yeah. And then you saw that, you know, like, him turning to everyone else. I thought he was going to be part of the bigger, you know, devil. That would have been cool, because they they easily could have had him turn into all those killers and then flash to that, like, demon-y thing. Mm -hmm. And flash flash to uh, Lucifer. Exactly, Lucifer. But I I, I like it in the end, though, that it's like, no, he was a guy that was actually trying to help people. Yeah. He was trying to, like, take, he was trying to take this evil killer spirit out of them and take out their killing dreams but he couldn't digest but like but you you get you get too close to the fire and you get burned (laughs) some people can touch evil and then other people get touched by evil or something like that it's like what oh frank so uh i don't know if you have anything else more about millennium guys no, I mean, it was fine. It was just like... Yeah, it just wasn't as good to me as it's been. Yeah. But I didn't think it was a bad episode. No. It was still, uh, to me, entertaining. And yeah, I had, I had creepy. creepy moments and yeah. I kept guessing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it was fine. Uh, so, predictions next... Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yeah, first. Next yeah. week is a crossover with Twin Peaks because <gasps> the episode is called Owls. Ooh. <laughs> the discovery of the remains of the crucifixion cross threatens to divide the Millennium Group. Group. Oh boy. Yeah, so the crucifixion is a real thing. That doesn't surprise me in Millennium. That that's oh, yeah, they got yeah. devils and things. You yeah. can have uh, magic sky gods sacrificing themselves to themselves. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. So uh, next week on The X-Files is an episode I've been looking forward to called Travelers. <laughs> oh, are they little travelers? <laughs> I think it's going to kind of be like Chinga, where it's going to be the big version of Little Travelers. <laughs> oh, I hope so. We're oh, looking for our little maybe. traveler, son. <laughs> we know he's out here somewhere. So Little Traveler controls Big Traveler. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And they're taking Why everybody down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what's going to happen. Uh, Spender is going to come along for the ride, because that'd be great. And cry check. So basically, it's going to be check check and spend. Check and spender. Investigating. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Investigating big, big and little traveler. <laughs> so do you have anything else, guys, for this episode of Millennium or X-Files? I only have a thumbs up for... <laughs> <laughs> I have that. a creepy thumbs up uh, behind a window. Yep. <laughs> or <laughs> cry check. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, then uh, I guess we're out for this episode. Till next week. I was also peeping that time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Teleco. I didn't mean to. I oh, I guess I should also remind everyone we do have a contest going on for a spot to co-host with us the um, X-Files movie, uh, which I don't know. I said the date last week. <laughs> Listen, go back. It's go like back. February something, the beginning of February. Um, <laughs> I'm really it was good called at this. like Can't Fight the Moonlight or something. I, <laughs> I think it's Fight the Future. <laughs> Can't Fight the Moonlight. Let's <laughs> do <laughs> that movie instead. <laughs> Oh, that's a Leanne Rhymes song. I'm remembering. <laughs> oh, words. I was mentioning a lot of werewolves. <laughs> Um, and the contest is you write fan fiction based on any kind of theory that we've come up with on the show or anything we've discussed on the show Uh, don't make it incredibly long because I probably won't read the whole thing definitely Um, not (laughs) definitely not you might have a chance with Claire Claire might sit down and read it because she's a nice person Um, (laughs) not that nice (laughs) Uh, so have those in I think I gave you guys till January like 18th because I said a month like from last time it'll be in the Facebook group. Yeah, at some point I'll put it up yeah. there. <laughs> 
Just just start just start typing. Just start Get your typewriters out. Send it into uh, mail it intro like, to X.com. Uh, there was once upon a time a Navajo warrior with two sons. One was named Teleco, one was named Jared. <laughs> 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 all right, sorry. Okay, with all that, we're out. Bye. Bye. All of our episodes are available to download or stream at our website, introtox.com, or via iTunes and Downcast. You can email us at mail at introtox.com. Please put the episode title in the subject line and keep voice messages under two minutes or else. Join our spoiler-free Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash introtox. You can find me on Twitter at Tammy Yip or at yippodcast.com, I'llwatchthatmovie.com, and dvmpe.com. Search for Walking Dead Podcast. I'm on Twitter at B-R-A-D-C-U-P-P-L-E-S and on the Ramjack Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at MayaFire and on Etsy.com at MayaFirePrint.
We made this. We made this.